You're listening to the Bitcoin.com podcast. Our guest today is Frederick Cheney, Chairman and CEO of Atari. This episode is brought to you by the Bitcoin.com exchange, the exchange you can trust. Buy and sell Bitcoin as well as 250 digital assets. The Bitcoin.com exchange is secure, fast, easy, and reliable. Register within seconds and buy crypto with a credit or debit card. Join our community of traders now. Exchange.bitcoin.com. I'm your host, Dustin Plantle. Join us as we dive into the world of economics, politics, tech, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency. For even more crypto-related news, sign up at news.bitcoin.com or follow us on Twitter at Bitcoin.com. Now let's bring on our guest. Fred, welcome to the Bitcoin.com podcast. Hi, Justin. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, I've been very excited about having on the chairman CEO of Atari. So tell us, how did you get involved with Atari? It's a, it's a very long story. Uh, so initially, I'm a, more an investor and a banker. Um, I was working at Lazard, an investment bank, uh, the investment bank. Um, and in 2000, you know, I left the bank and I joined a video game company. I had been advising that company for, for some time. I joined um, and we decided to, basically at one point in time, we decided to buy the Atari brand from Hasbro. Um, it was part of, you know, a bigger division. There were games, but games.com, for instance, also as a domain name. But the, the most important thing for us was the Atari brand and the, the portfolio of games. And what happened is that we renamed our company Atari. Uh, we kind of all left in 2007. A hedge fund became the largest shareholder of the company. Uh, six years later, so I, I kept doing games on my own. Um, I kept also consulting gig with Atari, but six six years later, the, the hedge fund blew up. They went into liquidation, the hedge fund itself, they put Atari into liquidation. So at that time, it was early 2013, I came back and I became, you know, I made my way through the, the bankruptcy process and I basically became the, the largest shareholder. Uh, but at the time it was, you know, uh, 1 million euros of revenue, more than 30 million euros of debt. So pretty spread situation. That's why they had fight for bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, and it, it took us basically, call it like three years to survive, repay the debt. Today there's no more debt. Wow. Three more years to relaunch, reboot the operations. So this is really the same Atari as the one uh, that everyone knows, right? The one that was created in the 70s by uh, Nolan Bushnell. I'd like to say hi to Nolan, by the way. And uh, today, so it's simple. We do games, of course, because of the DNA of the company. We also do um, a, a, new, a new system, a new Atari video computer system. So it's a computer. It's a mini computer. It's in the name, uh, re releasing this year. Uh, if you want to know more, you can go to... Uh, atarivcs.com. So it's a new system. And then the third thing that we are doing is this, you know, the blockchain and the, the Atari token, because I'm a strong believer and big supporter of blockchain. And I think that we have a, a kind of unique window and opportunity to do something that's going to be very helpful. Uh, so games, games and licensing, it's really the exploitation of the, of, of the games, so the t-shirts, the toys, everything, games software, hardware, the new Atari video computer system, and blockchain with uh, blo games on the blockchain and the Atari token. That's exciting. Now, how did you decide to get into the blockchain aspect? I mean, I thought Atari was strictly for gamers or, or was gaming. 
yes, yes and no. Um, yes, of course, because everyone knows Astro Games, but at the same time, you know, we are we deal with the reality, and the reality is that we have we are all 20, 30, 40 years older. So we all play different games. And I think that the brain resonates. We have, for instance, um, I have sold Joy Hotels in eight markets in the USA, uh, Phoenix, Dallas, all of that. So why? Because there's an audience. And we try, so, therefore, we try to branch out of video games. And as far as blockchain is concerned, it's just because I'm a strong believer. And, you know, for us, it's very natural, blockchain, especially like... Uh, if you look at any any video game, we have created, you know, currencies inside games. <laughs> we know how to do that. Um, so it's very natural. Uh, and I think that for me, you know, if you really, if you really think about what the brand means, it really means uh, <clears throat> technology, entertainment, and the kind of evolution slash revolution. And I think that blockchain is really also the same thing. It's technology. It's a lot of entertainment because you do things that... You're, you're basically amaze yourself saying, oh, wow, now I can do this. I, do, I no longer need a centralized system. And it's also evolution slash revolution because I think it's, gonna, it's going to stay, uh, you know, for not, almost forever. Not, no, I don't want to say forever, but it's for the next <laughs> 50 yeah. years. So for us, it was very natural. You know, I think it's fascinating is that you think of yourself as like a custodian, that you have this responsibility to protect something, in this case, Atari, and to grow it and to take it to that next level. I mean, it is something that has touched the hearts, touched the lives of so many people around the world. And from your side, has that been one of the more interesting things is hearing from people and how Atari was involved in their lives? I mean, from, from early on to, to where they are now as adults. <laughs> uh, you know, different angles here, but um, yes, clearly, uh, I believe that... We, I have to use the brand to basically bring it to the next level. I have to try to do different, better and different than the, you know, what the, the, the prior managers and owners have done. Uh, the second thing is I know that the brand resonates with a lot of people. Uh, so for, for instance, you know, I'm, I'm French. I have to go through um, immigration every time I come uh, to the U.S. And it's funny because you say, okay, why are you here? work okay which company atari and they, all of a sudden it's like oh wow what do you mean atari <laughs> so every time like, you're kind of customer, a big deal all of a sudden yeah <laughs> and they, it's funny because they say oh wow atari so it's the first reaction is great i can't believe it and then the second reaction is but what are you guys doing today <laughs> so well what's the, are you still around and uh, so yeah so yeah. i have to explain um no, so I think it's important for people. Uh, the brand is important. And so on the one end, I know I have to take care of it. On the other end, that's what I love about the brand because every time we do something, we can be super impactful. So look at the Ochari Hotels. We had like 30 billion hits, of course, duplicates uh, uh, on the net just because we were saying that um, we had sold the rights to into eight markets. Um I, I think, you know, that's that's the brand power. And this is what we're doing now with the blockchain project. We really uh, we, we really want and we have the objective of creating that token for the for the community, the video game community, that you can use inside games and outside games. Um, that's why we're here. It's um, it's yeah, we take advantage of that. It's yeah. And, you know, you really have now this is my words, but 
you have a trillion dollar brand or nearly there. I mean, it's one of the biggest names on the planet, Atari. You, you go to the airport, someone goes, oh, I, I've heard of that. I, I wear the shirt at, at the jammer. I wear the shirt somewhere. Someone goes, Atari, oh, my favorite game was. Yet there's yeah. this new generation, you know, my, my kids' generation, where they're so young, they haven't heard of it. And it, to me, like, mm -hmm. what do you mean? I, I can't understand. And so what's exciting is that what you're developing and what you're coming out with it and bringing this back bringing this brand mm. that deserves the next generation. So talk to us where you guys are headed. Uh, what, what direction are you going in? So right now, it's really, so on, on the game side, you know, we want to keep doing games. Uh, we've launched Atari Combat. We've launched some new games or Rollercoaster Tycoon with uh, under license for, from Chris Sawyer. Uh, but um, we've, we, yes, we are selling T-shirts, but that's not the, the bulk of, uh, you know, the, the business. I think what we are trying to do here is, uh, you know, bring more toys to the market. So that's for the, the, the hardware side of things. Uh, the new computer is also very important. The goal is to, or the, the objective is to introduce the computer in the living rooms um, of each household here um, because it's a brand that is mass market, right? I, I don't want to be too technical and I don't want to be too niche. It has to be broad. Yeah. Uh, and then with the token, we are working not only on the, the, the Atari token, but we also have wallets. I'm also working on some payment systems using the Atari brand. So we acknowledge the fact that the audience is older uh, and that our primary audience is not like the teens or the, the you know, uh, the tw 12, yeah, not that the teens, it's really like a, a more mature audience. So we just have to take, uh, to take advantage of that. Uh, and also acknowledge it. It's, uh, it's very important, but the good thing, what you're saying is that, yes, it's worldwide, you know, in many countries and <laughs> like in all over places I've seen, yeah. I've seen some, uh, some HRT shirts. So it's pretty, yeah, I like to it, thank it, everybody, it, you know, it's not say, my brand, you know, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just the, the guy running the show <laughs> well <laughs> but, uh, you're, you're doing uh, an, you're doing an amazing job i mean what i see you. on the crypto side and the blockchain side that you're going to be bringing it to a group of people that hadn't spent the time to, to learn more but they trust you they trust atari and so by mm -hmm. atari coming into the crypto space so so talk about that how did you get personally involved in the world of blockchain or, or cryptocurrency like, how did it start on your side? I mean, you were a banker. You've been in business for a number of years. How did it begin? Uh, I think it's, as I was saying, it's very natural for anyone coming from the video game uh, business because for, in each and every game, you know, we have these um, virtual currencies. So for us, not um, having something that has value without being, you know, a fiat um, is really second nature. So this is, you know, when you look at that, you you naturally fall into the category and the world of crypto. So I don't remember when I started, not, you know, not, yeah. <laughs> not soon enough. And like everyone, I would say everyone uh, would have loved to be involved earlier than, uh, you know, the ag actual date. Um, but I think it's, uh, it's interesting to, to follow the, 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 the domain, the technology, because this is just the beginning for me. I mean, for me, this is just the beginning as I see it. There's going to be more and more applications. Everyone is right now, you know, unhappy with the the price of gas. Yeah, we all get that. But I think that I'm not a technical guy, but I'm sure we'll find some solutions. Um, and this is really here to stay. So I, I think the, the way I see it for me is that 
in the West, in Western regions, no one really understands why we need crypto. Because, you know, when I talk to my parents, they're like, what are you talking about? I have my bank account, I have my ID, I have my visa, my MasterCard, whatever. So I have an address, it's me. So I don't need crypto. But you have a lot of people, a lot of instances where you cannot use a bank account or you will never be able to open a bank account because you, your only way, the only way to identify you is just a telephone number, right? I've spent a lot of time in Africa, in Asia, but especially in Africa, south of the, south of the Sahara, which is, by the way, in some countries like Kenya, the DRC, Liberia, we, we have operations there, uh, working with mobile money games. I think if you don't have access just to an ID, to an address, an address that you can prove you don't have like a you know, utility bill, then you understand why you need blockchain, why you need things that are decentralized. And it's not because I don't have an ID or it's not because I use crypto, but I'm just killing taxes um, or that I'm just a terrorist, right? No, it's, <laughs> it's just because I have no other choice. Uh, you have 4 billion people today connected to the internet, if you read the white paper. Um, 4 billion more are coming in the next few years. And when I say the next few years, it's not like 20 years. We're just waiting for the satellite systems to be fully deployed, and it's happening now. So I think you're going to see a lot of people being connected. And all these people, you just you, KYC, AML, just forget about it, right? They, they don't even have an address, but they can prove. They have one, but they can't prove it. So I think this is why having a decentralized system, uh, for not only for the money, but for a lot of stuff where pe people verify and trust other people, I think that's the only way out. And I don't want to say that's the only way out of poverty because that would be, I think, a little bit too much. But um, I think that this is, for me, the only ways for the, the only way for these people to have access to something that is meaningful and impactful in their lives. That, that's a fascinating perspective. I mean, there's no reason that in the year 2020 you should be paying five, six, seven percent in fees to move money. I mean, for for people yeah. to claim <laughs> that they have empathy for others, then. Why have we been allowing these transaction costs to get out of control? Yeah, but I think you have different, you have two notions here. You have the ones, you have the transaction costs that are charged by Ethereum and just it's, it's going to go away, I'm sure. But uh, if you're really talking about the cost charged by, I don't, I don't want to say any name, but I move money, like small amounts to, uh, to Congo, Kinshasa, the DRC, every month. It's just like, I pay 8% wow. and it takes me like uh, 36 hours because they, they always want to call me back saying, oh, what are you doing? Uh, are you sure that this is where you want to send the money? But so, how is that acceptable, Fred? Like, why do we accept that? No. And why are world governments <laughs> no allowing choice. it? No, you have no choice. It's like, that's why I think it's, uh, I mean, this is just one of the examples, right? But I think that um, there are ways to do it much faster, much quicker. And I think this is what... Uh, uh, if you look at all these wallets and if you look at the integration with blockchain, I think it's going to be e much easier and much cheaper to move money in the next uh, 12 to 18 months. That's yes. yeah. It's just one example. It's yeah, just one absolutely. example. It's very exciting. So what sort of partnerships do you look for? Are you currently working on it? It's Ari. So <clears throat> what we... What we, we know what we want to do and we know what we don't want to do. So I'm not going to, uh, to BS a lot. I'm just... I'm not here to say, oh, we have a, a tech that is revolutionary, that, we're going, that is going to change this and this and that. No, what we want 
And what we, why we're here for is to basically say, here's a token. We have some, uh, some awareness, so we say, in a certain sector. So we're going to push for the mass adoption of the token. And we're going to promote and help and fund and sponsor and support not necessarily 100%, but 5, 10, 15%, as many platforms and as many games and as many dApps as possible, okay? Uh, if you use the token, if you accept, if you integrate it, it's an ERC-20 token. Um, if you in- integrate it, you're going to be part of an ecosystem that we're going to promote, and that that's basically what we want to do. Take the, take the token, reach mass, mass adoption, and help as many platforms as possible. I had two options. I could have said, you know what? We have the brand. We have the token. What we're going to do, we're going to create one single platform, and we're going to basically capture the market and make sure that the token is only usable on that platform. So we're going to grab the business. So we sort of force people to come to our platform. The other option, which we have selected, is no, no, no. We are not... We're going to have like one or two or three uh, dApps that are uh, Atari branded, so we say. But the rest, we want to help the community and sponsor and help them in as many ways as uh, you know as possible and uh, as practicable. So that's the second option we've uh, we've chosen. Just to give you an example, um, with some casino games, for instance, we're going to let them use and help them use the Atari token. But at the same time, we're also going to grant a we have already granted a license to all these casinos so they can use the license the Atari license to also promote the brand and have developers using our assets to make new games on that platform so this is really the brand power we are just under our control because we always want to control at the end of the day the quality of the games and the 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 assets that are being created with our brand Uh, but what we recognize that there's a there's some brand power in the brand and we are okay to let other people use it, create their own games. Of course, we I do not run a charity. So yes, there's a royalty to Atari, but at the same time, when you use that type of brand, um, you know, you have some immediate awareness so you don't, you have to spend less in marketing. Yeah. So it's a, it's a trade-off, right? It, it is a trade-off. So take us in the world of becoming or being a CEO because many people out there, they don't really know how many hours it takes the being consumed. <laughs> and then when people want things done, why can't they roll out? Or what's the, like, talk about how you have to look at your time and, and all of the things that people want and then deciding on what comes out first. You see, it's like, look, uh, France is a world champion of soccer, right? So there's one guy who's the coach, name is Didier Deschamps. And I think in France, you have one coach, there's one job, but you have like 60 million or 66 million people who want the job and they think they can do better. I'm not saying this is the same, this is really the image, (laughs) but all proportions given or kept, you know, this is basically uh, a lot of people really love the brand. Some of them also love the brand so much that they think that they would do a better job. And so you have, a. it's (laughs) always the extreme. A lot lot of experts, huh? A lot of experts (laughs) telling you how to to run the business. And I get that. It just like, you know, because everyone loves the brand, so some are like, that's great, so that's perfect, and they are very vocal, I thank them. The other guys, on the other extreme, are like, 
dude, what is he doing? I would do 10 times better. Maybe yes, maybe not. So I also... I get it. We've all been guilty of that. We've all said, I wish they would, or why can't they? (laughs) uh, In anything that we enjoy, uh, things we follow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But at the end of the day, it's also a business. So look, if someone wants my job, just take control of the company and move on. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there's no monopoly. It's... uh, and yeah, it will change one day. Um, but what we try to do, we try to read uh, each and every—not each and every review. I would be—that uh, would be too much. But we really, you know, we look at uh, what the community is uh, saying, listening, especially when it's bad, because uh, you, you know, most of the comments are very legitimate. Of course, there's a lot of passion, so you just have to filter, so to say, the form and but look and uh, just keep the substance. As far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm like, you know what? Um, I'm way beyond it, meaning I can't react and overreact to each and every post. And uh, it's difficult also, um, and I, I understand that, you know, a lot of people would like us to, to communicate differently, but at the same time, we are a listed company, so there are things we can't say. Um, and also, we have products and projects that are very big, so... Look at the Atari video computer system, right? We It was Atari, but we have big partners who have their own constraints. So I remember when we decided to change the chip um, with AMD, we decided to move to the next generation. It was a very... It, the decision had been made, but it was impossible for us to communicate on that uh, because AMD had a different uh, timeline. Yeah. And we had to comply with that. So for I think it was maybe three, four months, we had people online say, dude, they are not even changing the chip. What's going on? This, this, is, just, this is just going nowhere, blah, blah, blah. The fact is the decision had been made in, in principle, but we had not signed the paperwork and because the paperwork was not ready. So from a technical and legal standpoint, the deal was not done. Yeah, And um, we could not announce it, but we knew we were going to do it. And uh, we knew we had like... A, a good, good, uh, a, a good reason and a, a good chance of doing it. So it's yeah, it is what it is. It's uh, something. It's very. It's a lot of joy, a lot of um, you know uh, excitement and um, very good feelings at the same time. From time to time, it's. it's I, I understand. Look, getting into the world well, uh, of talking to CEOs like yourself, it, it's fascinating that you are building something and creating something, and you were taking in the feedback along the way. And then you have to make the hard decisions. So tell us, how do we learn more about the Atari chain or the Atari token? So we have a, a website called um, AtariChain.com. We also have AtariTokens.com, which is the portal where you can uh, purchase the tokens. Um, there's also, if you uh, if you go to the website, AtariChain.com, you have a strategy paper, you have the white paper, but the, the most important for me is the strategy paper. But basically... Uh, gives or highlights the the next steps, the ones that we're going to uh, to follow. Uh, this is not a hit and run project. This is really like a, a long-term project. So things are going to change. Things are going to hit the fan. Things are going to be great. So it just I don't know in which order. Um, but it is what it is. It's a uh, it's a living animal. This is why you know we all love this brand. This is why you're doing your podcast because this is why also I'm doing. I bought the brand back because what what we like is just to create and do something new. Um, 
this is why we're here. It's oh, um, that, it's a lot of fun. It, it's a, it's a great ride. See, I can, I can tell you're you're very passionate about it. And what sort of advice can you give to entrepreneurs out there that they have an idea and it's been in their head for a while and they're looking to start it and take it out? What advice do you have for them? Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not the $10 question. It could be a $1 or $1 billion question. Right? No, I think it's the most important thing for me is what are you trying to deliver and are you sure that what you're trying to create is going to be impactful on one person first and then on as many persons as possible. Because at the end of the day, it's if you want to create something, it could be you have to decide if you want to go for the masses. So you really have to be impactful on a lot of people. So it has to be simple and um, it has to be uh, easy to use. Or you can go very, very technical. It means that you're going to really sort of a, a problem that is going to be basically seen by only some of them. And doesn't mean that you're going to make less money or more money. It just doesn't have to be um, uh, the, like this. So you really have to think about, you know, what is it that you're trying to bring um, and why we have to come to you just to solve or to have the answer to, to this question. Is this an important question? And what are you trying to, to, to deliver? So back to the token, if I apply that to the token, Right now, I see a lot of problems inside games, outside games. Uh, so inside games, a lot of issues with so many currencies and microtransactions. Outside games, it's difficult to have, uh, depending on where you are, if there's nothing that is really integrated in terms of uh, uh, currencies or wires or utility tokens, so we say. And, as I say, and at the same time, it's... Um, there is no unique brand, so we say, that really speaks to gamer. Uh, so I think what we are trying to do is basically have one token for one industry. Um, and I, I think we given the brand awareness, look, I'm here because you were interested by the brand, right? So you can have a natural tendency to say, okay, what's going on? Why, uh, why do I need your joy token? And I think you want to have it because it's going to have a, a mass adoption. So we, we are really going for the masses. That's the most important thing for us. Um, after that, you know, what I like to, the image I like to give is in this country, right, in, in, in the U.S., uh, up to the Civil War, I think you had like more than 5,000 different dollars, <laughs> banknotes, right? You had the dollar from that bank, you have a dollar from that bank. So you had a lot, a lot, a lot of currencies. And then after the Civil War, basically, you had one currency, uh, the, the, the U.S. dollar. I think that maybe, you know, having one currency is just an exception <laughs> if you if you take a big vision in history and then uh, it will be natural to have one type of currency for that type of business one type of currency or t of token for that other type of business as long as we are fully changeable tradable and uh, you can use them uh, in wherever you want, you're very satisfied. It might be very good to have just your token for certain things and then another token or another fiat for other stuff. So I think at the end of the day, this is uh, really what we are trying to do, be as, as simple as possible to use. That's great. Well, thank you again, Frederick, for coming on. You're very welcome. The Bitcoin.com podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, thanks to the audience. Uh, we'll try to do as best as we can. Well, you're doing a great job. Thank you again. Thanks.
You've listened to another episode of the Bitcoin.com podcast. Subscribe at news.bitcoin.com, where your journey begins.